my lucky ball and chain. It's If You're Listening, one person's mission to force her friend to listen to all the music he avoided in high school. My name's Ramsey. Mine is Heather. Hello, Heather. <laughs> I didn't have a follow-up. How's it going? I'm good. Happy 150th to you, question mark? 150 episodes. What a Congratulations world. Congratulations to us. We did it. We've made the world better. We've solved all the world's problems. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. There's no pandemics. There's no war. Uh, everyone is happy. We're in the same we room it. recording this. We sure are. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's fine. How are you, Ramsey? How how are you uh, feeling 150 episodes in? Uh, I'm feeling good. Um, honestly, I feel that's my own fault. There's now a pressure on me every 50 episodes to yeah. uh, come in swinging. Yep. But uh, no, I'm going to... Uh, Keep it simple? Yeah, we're keeping it simple this time. All right. Uh, last... I mean, it's not 100 episodes, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, but now I have to start thinking about the 200. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so last 50, we uh, listened to a mixtape that was... Ramsey's high school experience. Yes. So this time around... An iconic episode. All of our fans remember it. I hope so. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, this time, it's probably actually a more accurate look at Ramsey's high school experience because we're okay. going to listen to one album. Yep. And it is a seminal one for me. Okay. We're going to listen right. to uh, They Might Be Giants' I mean, 1990 album, Flood. I knew this was coming. First of all, I did not know this band was around in the year 1990. This is their but, uh, third album, Heather. What? Yes. Are these people 70 years old? Uh, one of them, I believe, just turned... Ooh, I don't want to say and be wrong. Uh, but they're very close to that. They were in their 40s when I was into them in high school. What? Hold on one second. Hey, Siri, how old is John Linnell? John Linnell is 60 years old. There you go. Okay, so they're our parents' age. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, that is a fact I did not know about this band. They, I think, started in 87? Okay. Yeah. All right. I did I mean, not know this. I think I even honestly, before that. Just, I obviously knew this band existed like when we were in high school, but I think that I thought they were just like, you know, in their mid-20s when we were in high school. Yeah, they, uh, they've really made it work for themselves. They just kind of re-upping with a new generation of uh, nerdy teens <laughs> who All go right. to their concerts. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay. So first question, how did you get into this band? So honestly, it was just one uh, friend of mine, Aaron Kenny. Mm-hmm. who was, uh, I believe, two years older than me. And she was like the, the cool girl who was... Okay. Uh, she said, I think you would really like this band. And I had heard a couple of their songs on an episode of Tiny Toons. Yep. Uh, they did a couple like weird music videos where they just licensed out oh, those songs. I can't, okay, because I loved Tiny Toons. Mm-hmm. I actually referenced it recently, and someone was like, are you referencing the television show Tiny <laughs> Toons? What was the reference? I want to know. Uh, do you remember the episode where the, uh, I'm clearly remembering this super clearly, the duck is in the elevator, and he pushes all the buttons? Elevator and he just go kept down the yelling, hole. Yeah, and he just kept saying, I push the button. Yep. Yeah, that one. What's yep. the duck's name? Who's the duck? Plucky. Oh, Plucky yeah, duck. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. <laughs> I was just in an elevator with a lot of buttons. Yeah. I referenced that. Um, okay. That is probably my main frame of reference for this band, then, is the television show Tiny Toons. <laughs> um, I might be able to one-up that you uh, are familiar with the theme song to Malcolm in the Middle. Probably if I heard it. Okay. I'm not the boss. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. Yeah, okay. that was, sounds familiar. That That's probably their most mainstream thing outside of Tiny Toons. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. All right. So we have two television shows. <laughs> uh, and th- well, they've done a lot of like kids stuff too now yes. that they are older. That's um, what I feel like I've like... Ugh, I don't even know because the, I feel like the only other song I know is did I also don't even this is gonna sound stupid I don't even know if they wrote that this but like didn't they do the Istanbul is not Constantinople thing yes okay um okay that is a weird cover that they did of like a song from the 1950s you'll be hearing that in a little bit okay yeah I think my main like I know what I'm getting into like I know what this band at least generally sounds like but as a whole, I I truly have no idea. Like I I don't really know what all their original songs sound like. I like I feel like I have a general gist, but I truly don't know beyond like very very surface level. I have not heard this album with like outside ears in so long now. <laughs> sure. That I have no idea how this will read or if this is even a good starter. This is just sure. where I started. Sure. Um, this is actually this is probably the the one that people recommend the most to start with. Okay. Um, it's their only album that's gone platinum, and it took I think fifteen twenty years for that to happen. Oh my but it, god! It did okay. eventually. Okay. Uh, uh, it's also their major label debut. Okay. Uh, what else do I need to tell you going in? It's this is before they added kind of the full band. Uh, it's just two guys, both named John. Okay. Uh, it's more instruments than that. They do a good job of making it sound like a more diverse okay. band than just a guy and a guitar and a guy and a keyboard would make okay. you think. Uh, uh, I don't know what else to say to start you off. Um, okay. But you uh, have a sense of like what they're like, I think. I do. Uh, I mean, I'm going to have some more follow-up questions, but I think yeah. my first one is, Ramsey, will you show me the album art? Yes. <laughs> When did you have time to go get this literal physical album that you're going to hold up? It was on my desk. Oh, okay. So it's a guy who's made a boat out of barrels. That's right. And he's boating around, my guess is, in a flood. Yep. And your your copy is signed. Yep. Sorry about the reflections. Though. By both Johns. That's right. Okay. Uh, old timey, this tracks for you. Got it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that super reflects them. Um, just tracks for your taste of things for sure. <laughs> uh, that was from an old life magazine photographer. Okay. Um, it was just on the film strip, and then somebody was digging around in the basement and like yeah. said, "I want that for the album cover." Okay. All right. Um, I think I'm ready to hear this album. Okay. As ready uh, we, as I'll ever be. <laughs> uh, we start with track one, Theme from Flood. Okay. Good name. I do like that as a song name. Why is the world in love again? Why are we marching? 
Okay. <laughs> what is this from? Uh, this album? Okay, then it's just a play on something, right? Yeah, I'm not sh- I don't know if it's okay. a reference to something. And then uh, this is called Birdhouse in Your Soul. Okay. This was actually on Ramsey's High School Experience mixtape, so you have heard this at least once. Okay. Yeah, and I mean, this is what I assume I have signed up for. Yep. Uh, this song did go to number one in the UK. In the UK. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't know if it went to number one. It did chart pretty highly. It charted high enough that they got to play on top of the pops. Okay. How are we doing level-wise for you? It's okay. Okay. Um, I've talked about many times that I like when there's a song or a word in a song that doesn't get used a lot. Yes. Uh, filibuster. Great example. Yeah. Filibuster for sure is definitely not something you hear regularly. <laughs> I think that should change. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I don't hate this. It's fine. Okay. I'll take it's that. Just not something I would inherently put on myself, but it's fine. It's pleasant. Sure. Um, I don't know if it'll mean much to you, but I'll tell you this is a John Linnell song. Okay. He is my oh, favorite of they, the two John. Do they share singing duty? Yes. And they... Okay. It's a little murky at this time because at this point they were writing a lot together, but um, I can tell the difference between tonally who wrote which okay interesting uh what what do you like what do you think defines each of their tones um john flansburg the other one is the guitarist uh he tends to have more of a poppy feel Uh, okay i don't want to say commercial because that doesn't really go with this band okay uh but definitely less esoteric okay whereas uh john linnell will write about I think he's more focused on melody and will just write about whatever he feels like writing about. Okay. Uh, and so that's how you get songs about dead presidents and obscure Belgian painters. Sure. So what is a birdhouse in someone's soul? This song is literally about a uh, nightlight. It, that is shaped like a bird house. Okay. Yep. Very specific. It is. Uh, I was surprised to learn how literal the blue canary in the light switch was. <laughs> okay. All right. Here is track two. Okay. What is this is called? Uh, Lucky Ball and Chain. Okay. This is the other John, John Flansburg. 
Okay. Confidentially, she never called me baby doll. Confidentially, I uh, This is a breakup song, as you can tell. Okay, yeah. But now I rock a bar stool and I drink for two. Just pondering this time I'm in my mind. Uh, there's a... An instrument, a sound, I don't know what to call it, that happens at, like, the instrumental break of this one. Yeah. Um, that I have no idea what it is or what's making it. Okay. Uh, I'm excited for you to hear it. Maybe you can okay. solve this mystery for me. You are a music detective or music scientist. I forgot what's the historian. name. Historian. Music historian. That's right. Here it is. I think. Just that. Grum- what? Grumbling growl. Oh god, no fucking idea. Okay. I could shake my tiny fist and swear I wasn't wrong. But what's the sense in arguing? Some uh, good accordion in there. Okay, yeah. Is one of them playing accordion on stage or is this just like in the layering of the two of well the two of them are recording? Uh yep, one of John Linnell does play accordion on stage. Okay. Uh he's primarily a keyboard guy. Okay. And baritone sax as well. But um, okay. he can't really move around with, like that, so sure. he, he picked up the accordion to have like more versatility on stage. Got it. This, I, this is this song is like obviously different than the last one, but I feel like. Sure. It also, uh, I'm trying to think of how to say this and not say it in a way that sounds so fucking stupid. I feel like it sounds, obviously it sounds like the same band, but it sounds like the same band doing a different genre, Yeah, which I okay. do think is what I expected from this band for the, for like song to song for it to sound somewhat different, if that makes any sense. Yeah. They they definitely jump around in that style, but yeah. there is still a cohesive thread that I would not be able to put my finger on. Sure. Uh, this is a song you mentioned earlier. This is the Istanbul. Okay. It's, it starts with a really long fade in. Okay. There's that violin. I don't know if you can hear that yet. Yeah. So this, I definitely remember from Tiny Toons. Yeah, that's definitely why I know it. Uh, John Flansburgh is a little bitter that he is portrayed as the pig. <laughs> Istanbul was Constantinople, now it's Istanbul, now Constantinople, been a long time gone, Constantinople. Yeah, it's really funny because I, until you had said Tiny Tunes, I wouldn't have been able to tell you how I knew this song, but it's 1,000% that. Um, one small triumph I had in high school, if you can call it that, was uh, my global teacher referenced, like, Constantinople came up in the lesson. Yeah. And she referenced this song, and I just happened to have a cassette tape of this song in my pocket at that oh moment. Oh my god. Uh, when I say triumph, I mean small personal victory. Yeah. Uh, I just went to a concert for the 30th anniversary of this album, and they played the entire thing. It was great. 
Wait, oh, how many years? 30? Holy moly. Is that right? 1990? Yeah, 30. Like, do we know why they covered this song? No. Um, that's a good question. I, I know that it's this weird kind of novelty song from the 50s by the four lads with her name. Um, I, I don't know if people knew the original when they heard this. I, I've certainly never heard the original. Right. Uh, like, I've heard it just because I have seeked it out. But, like, I don't remember if, like, when my mom heard me playing this song, if she's like, oh, yes, I remember this song. Right. And that seems like a waste to ask my mom that question at this point in both of our lives. <laughs> yeah. There's so many more important questions yeah, I haven't yeah, talked yeah. about with her. That's fair. <laughs> I'll never know the answer. Never. And she's alive. Uh, this song is called Dead. Okay. And admittedly, this is one I might often skip. Okay. What it, wait, what's the name of this song? Dead. Just dead. Okay. Um, as near as I can tell, I mean, this is perhaps a good anthem for quarantine times. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's about dying and then okay. being reincarnated as a bag of groceries. So it's, okay. it's quite topical. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this is one that strikes me as like the idea for the structure of the uh, backing vocals on the pre-chorus. Wait, are, say that again? My brain is not comprehending what you're saying. Uh, I, it's because my brain was still working it out. Sure, okay, fair. Um, I think the idea for how the backing vocals work came before like the idea for what the song is about. Okay. So like right here, you can hear like the... Yep. That backing melody line. Yes. I think, I don't know why, but I just feel like it almost feels like placeholder lyrics. <laughs> okay. But I, I'm no expert on this particular track. I do remember my dad complaining that this guy's voice was nasally specifically at this part of the song. I mean, I do not disagree with your father. It's hard to argue against that. Yeah. I'm confused uh, in the logic of this song. Uh, I'm not going to be much help, but okay. we, can, we can try and parse the it. The bag of groceries is expired? Yes. Not individual items? Hmm. That's a good point. Like, they would have different expiration dates, the things inside of it. I came back as a bag of groceries, accidentally taken off the shelf before the date stamped on my side. Yeah. Interesting. It does seem to imply that there's a expiration date on the bag. It, maybe it's... Would you consider a bag of potatoes a bag of groceries? No, I'd say it's a bag of potatoes. Groceries are inherently... More than one item. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with this. A bag of groceries would not have a singular expiration date. Yeah, I don't... I don't think this uh, 
song holds up to logic. No, the logic is fucked. Uh, this is track six. Okay, we have taken a hard right turn. What's happening? This is called Your Racist Friend. Okay, tight. All right. <laughs> It is anti-racism. Uh, I assume. <laughs> this is one that, as I've gotten older, only feels more relatable. I believe that. Even though I grew up in upstate New York. Well, yeah, but I think just as you grow up, uh, you probably have a much deeper understanding of racism than you did as a child. Oh, that's very true. That's a great point. Heather, where do you fall on racism? Uh, don't like it. Pretty firmly anti. I noticed you said pretty firmly. Does that mean there's some wiggle room? Fuck. Well, I played myself there. <laughs> <laughs> what, you were confused by the uh, triangle into heavy guitar solo? Yes, I was. Well, what about this? No. <laughs> what is happening? Are we Good. on vacation now? From racism. No, oh, okay. I wish we were. Yes. Permanent vacation from racism. All right, now you're overcompensating for your earlier comments. Yeah, I, I know. I really am. <laughs> I find it interesting that even in 1990, racism falls into politics. Yeah. But it makes sense. Wait, is he convincing the friend to not be racist now? It sounds like it. Okay. It's, he also blames it on alcohol. Oh, okay. Just as Jamie Foxx warned us. Yeah. That's true. But he said you have to blame it on the L L L L L alcohol. So true. I don't know if it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it was a lot more alcohol. Yeah. Unclear how much alcohol this racist had. <laughs> That's a fun sentence. Unclear <laughs> how much alcohol this racist had. Oh boy. I know this song. Yep. This might be the most I don't know if I would say Istanbul or this one is the bigger one. When he's underwater, does he get wet? Or does the water get him instead? But I don't What is this song actually about though? Um There's there's some different interpretations. Yeah, different types of men. Of different sizes. Okay. This uh, this riff is the first thing I ever played on my own accordion. Okay. Uh, yeah, John Linnell does not universe talk man, interpretations universe, of his songs very often. Size of the entire okay. Um, I think this song is about mankind versus whatever is out there as a larger force, whether that's God or whatever. Okay. Um, 
As you can tell from the tone of the song, it's a very serious. Yeah, uh, introspective philosophical. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a very clear interpretation. It's just catchy and simple. Sure. Who came up with person man, degraded man, person man. I will say, I, this, I feel like if this, I mean, is this band still releasing albums before I say this statement? They are. Because I was going to say, like, this doesn't particularly sound dated. It just sounds <laughs> like a song this band would release whenever. That's true. Yeah, their their first two albums are because it was just the two of them has a lot of like eighties drum machine, eighties synth. Granted, that's very popular right now, so maybe that's also why I feel that's that way. That's a really good point. Um, is this the oldest album we? Oh no, not the oldest album we've done on this podcast. Never mind. <laughs> what is the oldest? Would that be Willie Nelson? Probably. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is this? Oh, this is called Twisting. Okay. So it's both like a literal twist type of song. Okay. But it's also about uh, twisting in the wind, like being indecisive in a relationship. Okay. This is where I learned the expression twisting in the wind. Okay. Uh, this is the other John. This is the popular of the two. This is, okay, the popular of the two. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this one. This is also one that I will skip. What is? Is this your favorite They Might Be Giants album? That's a good question. This is probably not the one I would put on the most. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Like again, I've I've been listening to them for forever, so it really does change. And they have at least I don't know the exact number, but they're in the eighteen. 1920 range? Yeah, they have a lot. I mean, 30 years is a long time. Yep. They, up until recently, were working on their latest one in studio. Damn. Yeah. That's a lot of albums. Uh, This one's called We Wanna Rock. A rock, not two rock? That's correct. Just checking. It's about a liberal rock. Okay. I'll just let you listen to this for a second. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know on this one. It's another one that's fun to sing along with. Sure. I have no idea what it's about. Okay. I think, in a way, it might be about conformity. Okay. But I may also be assigning too much weight to it. Okay. Uh, 
So there's a lot of very short songs on this. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, we're halfway through the album. Oh my god. And I want to say, this was the moment when I realized I'm not going to sell Heather this I will tell you, four out of the remaining nine songs are less than two minutes long. Nine songs? Yes. Yes, my friend. There are 18 songs on this album? Oh, I'm so this sorry. This song is about a rock. <laughs> uh, there's ten more tracks. I'm so sorry. Oh, my. <laughs> 19 songs. This is why I only get control every 50 episodes. Yeah. There are 18 songs total on 19? There's 19. But remember, there was that 30-second theme from Flood at the top. There's another one coming up that's 46 seconds. Just, oh, oh, boy. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'd rather, I mean, no one will be tried by this. I'd much rather listen to one 16-minute song. Oh. Hey, we, uh, the recording just messed up. Recording remote is hard. Uh, specifically, Zoom ran out of time. Yeah, it hates us. Uh, so we basically had 20 seconds left on that song. Let's go to the next one. Let's just, just skip ahead. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, this is called Someone Keeps Moving My Chair. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay, this one does sound very 80s to me. Yes, I think that's fair. What? So there's somebody called Mr. Horrible. Okay. And everyone hates him? Okay, well, he, his name is Mr. Horrible. Uh, and they do a lot of office pranks to him, such as moving, moving his, his chair, chair constantly. Okay. And uh, he doesn't like it. Okay. There is I assume probably, it upsets him? Uh, I believe so, yes. Okay. That is from his point of view. Okay. I have no idea what this song is about. Okay. Other than the li- literal story it seems to be telling. Okay. Um, this is my first time playing an actual album on this show, I'm realizing. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's a lot more pressure than I thought. Yeah, you gotta have some shit to talk about. Yeah. Um... I also, it's weird, like, when we first started the show, uh-huh. did you care if I liked this stuff? <laughs> I think I did it first, and then I eventually gave up. <laughs> it's a weird feeling. Like, I feel a pressure to, like, try and sell you, um, well, but this feels just as futile as I know your job is. <laughs> my pay- my job, which I am paid for. Um, yes. I do feel like I, it's, you know, now 150 episodes in, 
I kind of know what I'm getting into when I pick an right. episode. Like, whether or not you're going to like some of it, none of it, or a good bulk of it. I usually have a pretty decent guess. Yes. I, I And I feel like I know pretty well once I hear a few tracks. Sure. Uh, this one's called Hearing Aid. Okay. Um, I think the main thing, my main takeaway from introducing an album... Yes. ...is... Uh, I think I probably need to do a little bit more research. Okay. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't I know mean, what else. You knew a lot of facts. I know a lot of facts. I didn't look anything up. Um, I don't know. It's it's a weird experience. I, <laughs> I have a newfound respect for you. Oh wow! Well, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, you know how I always ask what the title of a song is immediately yes. after you tell me? Yes. Did I already tell you the title of this one? Is this a new one or the same one? Oh, this is a new one. Oh, brother. No, what's this? This one is called Hearing Aid. I don't like this one is what I have to tell you. This is the other John. John Flansberg. It sounds like shitty culture club. Ooh. <laughs> I like that as like a semi-contemporary reference. Okay. Culture club. Did they do the... Karma, 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 chameleon? Oh. I was thinking of Tom Tom Club. Oh. No, no. Got it. Yeah, this is... I should maybe think of a ranking. This is in the bottom five okay. for me on this. Um, at this point, maybe, maybe just recently they've quit their day jobs. Okay. But there does seem to be a common theme in a lot of their early stuff about how much working sucks okay and i think that's what this this track is about uh, wait i'm sorry tell me the name again hearing hearing aid? aid why um i don't know okay and he does mention a hearing aid at one point okay that he he turns off his hearing aid okay um is that like kind of a vaguely reggae beat to this, would you say? Kind of, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and there's an instrumental break that is uh, kind of unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, Great, here looking we go. forward to that. I don't know why this is here. Okay. Fantastic. I hate this part. I rarely make it this deep into the song. I mean, I understand because this sucks. Yeah. This I is... have seen them do this live and it turns into more of like a improvisational back and forth thing, which is kind of fun, but okay, this is not good. <laughs> Still another 30 seconds. I do feel like it's a rare, I mean, there's been a few, but it is more rare that you and I both are enjoying something on this show. <laughs> it's true. Now, okay. we're, now we're clear. Okay. What? What? <laughs> is this the same song? No, this, is, uh, this song is called Minimum Wage. Uh, the oh my lyrics, god. The lyrics are as follow. Minimum wage. Hiya. Yeah. Uh, and then 
an actual bullwhip cracked, which used to be done live on stage. Okay. Okay. So far, have the only words been minimum wage, Pia? Uh, those are the only words, because that song is over now. Okay. Not mad about that. <laughs> uh, this one's called Letterbox. Okay. Which I think is just an exercise in how many words can we cram in? Like, this is pre-Bare Naked Ladies. Okay. I guess it's not that fast. In my mind, it went a little quicker. Okay. It's like one week level speed, right? Bare Naked, bare naked Ladies, one week. It kind of seems slower to me. Yeah, I think it is. But, but they're like 10 years behind. Yeah, fair enough. You're right. <laughs> I can't disagree with that. Uh, there's a nice falsetto backing vocal in there that you can just barely okay. pick out. Right. This is yeah. better. I will say this is a very fun one to play on the accordion with those dropouts. I'll take your word for that. Yep. <laughs> okay. This one's called Whistling in the Dark. Okay. At least we are cruising along here. I'll give we you are. that. Came up to me and said, I'd like to poison your mind with wrong ideas that appeal to you, though I am not unkind. She looked at me, I looked at something written across her scalp. And these are the words that it faintly said as I tried to call for help. There's only one thing that I know how to do well. And I've often been told that you only can do what you know how to do well. And that's be you. Be what you like. This is nice. Be like yeah. yourself. That's so nice. I'm having a wonderful time, but I'd rather be whistling in the dark. Whistling <laughs> in the dark. Whistling That's the thing the he's dark. good at? Whistling yep. in the dark. Okay. Whistling in the dark. I think whistling in the dark whistling is another expression. I think that means like, that I like and that is uh, something that's pointless. Yeah. Or like you're out of the loop. Oh. I'm just whistling in the dark here. I might have made is that it up? like taking a stab in the dark? Are you combining phrases? Uh, it could be. I like the brass. Yeah, it's nice. There's only one thing that I know how to do well, and I've often been told that you only can do what you I'm trying to listen to the words, which is a struggle right now. Yeah. Because they're, they're going fast. Yeah. Yeah, each of the verses talk about a, a different social interaction that is filled with weirdness. Okay. Uh, people with messages written on their scalp. Oh, uh, it apparently means someone is trying to remain brave and convince themselves that the situation is not as bad as it seems. Hmm. Does that make sense? Okay, so like they're trying to trying to be brave yeah. in a bad situation. Yeah. Huh. I would not have gotten there. Huh. I don't know why, but it feels like a very World War II era slang. <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't do, yeah. 
I do have a little bad news for you. What? The next track is probably my least favorite one. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, This sequence, this part of the song really reminds me of their... What's up? Isn't it called Around What They're Doing? Oh, yeah. I think that's true. Uh, This really reminds me of their early, early stuff. Okay. Where... uh, John Flansburg described it as like just sometimes trying to be unlistenable. Oh no. I mean But yeah. not not super aggressive, like not, not industrial I'd noise. Play. Right. <laughs> I think about my parents hearing me play and all these like, albums from my why? bedroom. <laughs> what the hell? What are we done? <laughs> Who is this child? Why, why did we do this? This one's called Hot Cha. Okay. Hot Cha, where are you? Everybody's eyes are closed. I, I don't like you, this immediately. No, it's it's my least favorite. Are you? Um, I read one interpretation of this song probably when I was in 10th grade okay. that somebody thought that Hotcha, the character of Hotcha is a, a surrogate for Jesus which I don't, I don't think is right but I can't erase that interpretation from my mind okay they do make a reference to the prodigal son in here oh so maybe that's why Probably They got hung up on that fact yeah. of it. What do you think it's about? I have no idea. Okay. This one, I... Like, I've tried to take a very abstract look at a lot of these. Yeah. And sometimes the best I can come up with is uh, conformity or whatever. Okay. I have no sure. clue what this one is. Such a party. Drink and cook the prodigal son. Fondue folks for everybody. Like, I think the the reference to Prodigal Son there, I think is just a a play on words of like you you're supposed to feed the Prodigal Son, not kill and eat the Prodigal Son. I don't think it goes much deeper than that. Okay. Here's a twist. The next song is a twist. No, no. Oh, that lyric. I meant. Oh. Sorry. This one's called the Women and Men. Okay. We're <laughs> getting flashbacks to playing albums to my high school girlfriend. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this episode. It's my favorite band. And I just want to share it with the world. And this sucks. Uh, okay. <laughs> It's nothing, and it's nothing you're doing wrong or anything. It's just, uh, I've done this to so many women, and now I'm doing it to a new one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. This one is more of a song. Yes, it is. I'll take this. This is fine. You know what? I'm going to take some solace in the fact that I'm just one in a very long line of men who's introduced they might be giants to women. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. <laughs> to, to the same reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Having been to many concerts and seeing the ratios. 
<laughs> One time I saw a line outside of a Mighty Giants concert and I understood. <laughs> and all it was just a bunch of me and friend of the show Adams. Exactly. Uh, this song is over, but I thought okay. I, my interpretation is that it's about colonization from the perspective of animals on the planet or on the okay. continent. Okay. Uh, this song is called Sapphire Bullets of Pure Love. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I want to say that was very cool that they did at their most recent concert for the 30th yeah. anniversary is they played this song standard, usual. Mm-hmm. And then they said, okay, we worked very hard on this for something that will have very little payoff. Okay. Here we go. And then they played the, the song live backwards. How? Uh, I, I think they just really studied what this song sounds like backwards. And uh, you can find videos where people have then flipped it and it's, and it's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. close. It sounds like they're playing on Twin Peaks uh, oh. with all the backwards talking there. Okay. It's impressive. I say Google it, listener. I'll put a link in. Okay. Uh, that anecdote that I just told you yeah. took uh, 80% of the song to tell you. It's a very wow, short song. Jesus. Okay. All right, Heather, we're in the home stretch. You got two more. Okay. I think I can make it. This song, I think you can. I know you can. Okay. Hang on, hang on, tight. This one's called They Might Be Giants. Why? <laughs> they might be giants. They might be giants. They might be giants. They might be Why did this song appear on their third album? That's a great question. It is an old song. They did have it, like, from the beginning. Or, well, from very early on. Okay. They're named after a uh, George C. Scott film. Okay. Which is a reference to uh, Don Quixote. When he sees the windmills, he says they're giants. And... Sancho Panza says, no, they're just windmills. So ah, but they might be giants. Just to keep mm, from right. being thrown to the wolves. Tabloid footprints in your hands. Tabloid footprints everywhere. Tabloid footprints? Tabloid footprints. Okay. I am unable to help you. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm often unable to help you on this podcast. <laughs> One arm scissor. Run away. Mm-hmm. Run away. Yep. yep. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, is this your favorite album that I played you on this show? You've never played me an album on the show. Answer the question, Heather. Aw, oh, damn it. This was a trap. <laughs> <laughs> I hate a trap. Lies? Lies, yep. Okay. Tabloid footprints in your head. 
in your hair? That's right. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, that dashboard song about your hair being everywhere is a yeah, reference to you that. Tabloid footprints in That's it. right. This, this is for whatever reason. This is the song that's breaking me. <laughs> oh, sorry. Like what? I. Is this about? I have no idea what this one's about. It's it's their theme song that they very rarely play. I don't think it's one of their favorites. It's also like the penultimate track. It's really buried on this album. Okay. Um. This one's called Road Movie to Berlin. Road Movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like, uh, Bing Crosby and Bob Hope did a lot of... Road what, movies? Yeah. Where it's okay. like, road to uh, Utopia, road got to it, Alaska. Got it, got it, got yeah. it. Okay. We're in a road movie to Berlin. <laughs> okay. This was often a uh, closer at concerts. Okay. I'm not mad at this, and I think it's funny. Yeah. This is probably the most songy of the songs. That just reminds me of I Think You Should Leave. (laughs) Your favorite show. Yeah, my favorite show. There we go. Okay. I mean, this Uh, does now sound like it should be in a movie. Right. I, I guess when the rest of my school is listening to Dave Matthews, Ben Bolts, yeah. and some yeah. 41. Yep. I needed something We're different. No one's surprised by this. <laughs> and then when I heard a song about people moving your chair and it's annoying yeah. or yeah. Uh, uh, getting prosthetic foreheads to put on your real forehead. <laughs> I was like, okay. You're this like, is oh, different. Yeah, this is what I like. I'll, I'll explore this further. Okay. And that was Flood. Okay. I mean, okay. It is what I expected for the most part, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, did it improve or did it make you dislike them more? I mean, I'm going to pull a classic Ramsey here. I actually sure. feel like it was a push because I feel like it was pretty dead on for what I thought it would be. Okay. Which is not my favorite thing. Like, I don't. Sure. Not that. Okay. Here's what I'll say. It is. I think the songs were less jokey than I expected mm. them to be. They were. Some of them were about like nothing, but they weren't jokey, if that makes sense. Yes. Because I don't love jokey songs. Um they, they are not a jokey band for no. the most part. And I do think I thought they were more jokey. Um, 
Well, I don't know. I said I don't like a jokey song, but then I love like uh, sloppy <laughs> boys. Yes. But like you, that's like the deep end for that. Yeah. Yeah. I do love that though. I do love sloppy boys. Um, but the- even, but I, I, okay. I'm, I'm now honing in on this, but even with that, they're not the song. Like, I don't love Weird Al. I think I don't love a song that is a joke. But if you take mm-hmm. the song seriously and that is the joke, I think I like that. Right. If that makes sense. That does make sense. Um, so I definitely thought they were more of a joke band than they are. So actually, I take it back. I do think this improved my opinion of them. Okay. Because I because it's not joke songs. I, I think Or children's songs, which is right. also my other viewpoint. I, I think you would have been better served with a later album... Makes sense. Where they they do, like, a lot of these songs were quite obtuse. Sure. To even me, who's heard them hundreds of times. Yeah, I mean, you said there were, like, four in here that you don't really even listen to. Oh, I would say probably more than that, to be okay. perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, but this is their biggest album, so it, I felt that this should be the one we hear. Okay, I get it. That makes sense. Um, but, like, I there's some later songs in particular where th- they definitely have gotten more genuine and and more human as they've gotten older sure um like i think they kind of started as not quite performance art but on the edge okay and have evolved into like a real rock band to some degree they they still aren't gonna be on top 40 they're they're, that's never gonna happen for them (laughs) yeah that makes sense and i think they gave up on trying for that a long time ago okay but um like on their last album, there it's not direct, but there's a song that's it's like about a time capsule being opened in 1903. Okay, and it's I think a reaction to like the Trump era of like, boy, oh, things, okay, things, it's like the the people of the past writing to the people of 1903 saying like, man, things are bad now, but you guys solved everything. I'm really glad about that. Okay. Uh, interesting yeah uh so i think like i i could make you a mixed cd that maybe musically wouldn't be your favorite thing but i think okay might lyrically be more, of a more in thing. line okay all right so i mean yeah i didn't hate this it is too long i will tell you that but uh, uh yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah uh and i am glad that you know what it's like to be on my side of the podcast Ooh. now <laughs> not my favorite fair enough I mean, uh, I feel like for my side, like my side on this one is not that much different because I also, when I'm bringing the album, often am reevaluating it <laughs> as I play it as well, since I haven't always listened to them recently. Right. Honestly, that was the part that I, I disliked the most because like when there were tracks on here that I didn't like or didn't know what they meant, it felt like, well, this is this is my you, shot. I yeah. should come in no, with totally. like, everything. I get it. But it was a fun experience. Um, yeah, 150 episodes. We did here's, it. Here's to 1,500 more. Okay, that's a fucking lot. All right. <laughs> I, need to, I need you to lock in now, Heather. Wow. <laughs> fucking verbal contract? Jesus. Uh, yep. Oh, oh wait, boy. I'm not recording this, so you can speak freely. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Great, great, great. Um, okay. Well, Ramsey. Mm-hmm. Where can people find more of your opinions on music you do like? <laughs> um, 
I, I think you'd have to come over to my house or talk <laughs> to one of my ex girlfriends. <laughs> but um, you can find all my stuff at Ramsey ESS. Okay, on great. Twitter, and then it'll get you there. That's How about what you, I Heather? was getting at, anyways. I know. Uh, at Heather Shea, S H A E. Um, you can find all of our podcast stuff on our website if you're listening.com. If you, yep. If you have rated us, uh, we would still love it if you'd like leave actual text reviews because that does help. Maybe mm-hmm. just say something short like "Ramsey's the best" or uh, "Ramsey's holding the podcast together." Or yeah, you could Heather write sucks. something like that or something else. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. I think that's it. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.